Hey everyone, welcome back to our Artist Spotlight episodes of Horror Haven Podcast. I'm Dylan. I'm Sierra. And today we have Christy Aldridge, who is a writer. Uh, we've been taking a break from doing our Artist Spotlights because of the holidays and everything, but now that that's long over, we are back and we are excited to talk to you. So hi, Christy. Hi. How's it going? Uh, things are going well, I guess. <laughs> Um, well, before we get into questions, why don't you introduce yourself and um, kind of talk about where you got your start and the books that you currently have out. All right. Well, I'm Christy Aldridge. I've been writing since I was about 12 years old when I started writing fan fictions. My main love is in horror. I currently have four horror novels out and plan to put out plenty more. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's not really much about me. <laughs> I'm kind of just always writing or reading one. I'm pretty much a little homebody. <laughs> so are we. Don't feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> we literally, like, binge-watch TV series and movies and just uh, hang out at home and avoid sunlight. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, same here. Same here. So what made you want to become a writer? Did you just kind of... Is it something that just kind of came about, or was there, like, a, spe- a specific thing that made yeah, you want to get just, into it? I just kind of fell into it, I guess. When I was really little in, like, elementary school and all, teachers would always tell me that I could write very well, but I never really thought about it. I'd just do it for fun. And then one day, I just kind of woke up, and I was like, you know, this is kind of what I want to do. I really enjoy doing it. So you say that you have four horror novels out currently. Uh, what are the titles of those novels? Uh, my first one is titled Weeping Willow, and I have a novel out called Rogues, and Six Months, and a novella titled The Mistress. And where do you get the inspiration for your horror novels specifically? My family. There's some crazy people. (laughs) (laughs) I like that answer. When um, you live with these people long enough, the only thing you can do is write horror. <laughs> that's, I, I feel you on that one. <laughs> Who are your influences writing-wise? Like, do you have any authors that you kind of look to as, for, like, inspiration? Inspiration, yeah. <laughs> or, like, movies or anything well, along those lines. It's probably a very used answer, but obviously Stephen King. Yeah. He's, like, like, one of my very, very favorite writers. I read everything he puts out. But... I was when I was younger. I was, was heavily influenced by Lois Duncan. She wrote "I Know What You Did Last Summer" and a lot of other like middle grade horror books. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what kind of started my love. Besides, obviously, horror movies that I've been watching since I was like four. <laughs> my family is very big into horror movies, so even if I was terrified, we watched horror movies. <laughs> I actually read, um, I Know What You Did Last Summer. It was, like, one of the first, like, horror books that I read. And I did it for a book report in, like, seventh grade. And the teacher's like, I don't know if you should do that. I was like, no, that's all right. And I remember, like, that was my first experience with, like, watching a movie and then reading the book and, like, seeing the differences. So, mm-hmm. like, they're so different from each other. And I remember just reading the book and I was like, that's not how any of this is supposed to happen. <laughs> exactly. I read, I read that book after I watched the movie, too. And I was like, this is not how it goes. What'd yeah. you do? I don't even it's remember like, well, that actually, movie. That it's been so long. So. <laughs> Are you currently working on, uh, on anything? Yes, I am. I'm currently on a second draft of a novel and I'm working 
on a new novel that will come out later this year, right now. Can you tell us about those without giving anything away, or is it kind of something you're keeping? Well, the novel that I'm writing right now goes along with six months. Okay. It's a sort of it's sort of a sequel, but it's more of a I would say a prequel instead. So I'm really happy with it, and it's about a clown. So. Ooh, okay, that would scare me really yeah. bad. Seriously, <laughs> terrifying. I, I I do clowns, but not pleasantly. Like you can handle it to an extent. Same. <laughs> Same. I don't like clowns, but. That's pretty I, cool that you're using your own fear then in your novel. That's that's really unique. I usually do that quite a bit when I write because I feel like if I can try to scare myself, then maybe I can scare someone else. If it doesn't affect me, I don't really expect it to affect anyone else. I feel like that's a pretty good approach. To yeah, that is. Yeah. That is, especially if you have like a high standard for like scares. Like I like we don't obviously we watch horror movies so we're kind of desensitized to it so like our level of scare mm-hmm. is like pretty high so when when there is like a movie or a book or even story i really like short stories a lot too um when they do like like give me a, a bad dream or like scare me or like at night i'm, I'm turning on lights mm-hmm. you know that you did a good job you know what i mean yeah, yeah. Exactly. How did it feel publish? You publish your books, right? They're um, are they self published or did you go through a publishing company? I'm self published now. Okay. I pu- went through a publishing company for my first book, but the others that I've published, they're self published. Are they through Amazon? I know that's like a uh, we've talked to quite a few writers, and and that's really big right now, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's- all of my books are available from Amazon. Isn't that amazing? Like how how they're making it. Um, they're making it so available to be able to, to really get your stuff out there and, and get it sold and get it into people's hands. It's it's just really fantastic that Amazon's doing that. But um, how did you feel publishing your, your books? Like, is it nerve-wracking? Were you worried about criticism or anything like that? Yes, it was very nerve-wracking. And the first book that I published on my own was actually a poetry collection, and I had no idea how to self-publish yeah. At I, all. I, I was could imagine that has got to be Every scary. single day. <laughs> <laughs> and I I did all of the formatting myself, the book cover, the editing and everything. So I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to publish this. And it, it's going to look like a complete mess. But I was actually pleasantly surprised. And I was very proud that I was able to do it by myself. I like having all of that control, too, to decide creatively how it looks, what it says and then put it out. Have you ever gotten writer, like, um, yeah, have you ever gotten writer's block? Have you ever had an issue with, like, getting a- an idea or figuring out what you want to put de- put in a book or story? Uh, I don't actually believe in writer's block. I think it's more like laziness. We just don't want to <laughs> write, so we come up with writer's block to explain <laughs> it away. There you go. But I do get, I do get procrastinated sometimes, or I'll get distracted and be like, oh, yeah, I can't write today. I'd rather watch a TV show. <laughs> Let me watch Buffy for the millionth time instead of writing today. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I haven't watched Buffy in a while. That was a uh, one that I watched a lot when I was uh, younger with my sister. Yeah, I, I love Buffy. I love a lot of different old horror TV shows, though. Buffy's just... really Buffy's really an inspiration, too, when writing. I'm, I've been really bad with keeping on the TV shows. I think the only ones I've kept up with are Supernatural, Supernatural and Channel Zero, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I love 
Supernatural, but I have not kept up with it at oh all. I think get... I got to like the first season and then stopped. <laughs> you got to get caught up because the season that's what is it thirteen? Yeah. The current season is crazy. It's amazing. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, uh, I love Supernatural, but I've been writing. That's why I can't watch it. Well, yeah. keep writing. Don't stop writing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like we're but like we're doing the opposite. Like you just said that you procrastinate by watching TV shows, and we're like, we well, should watch this TV show. It's so good, but keep writing. Don't let it don't let it steer you away. Um, do you only do novels? Is that like um, what you prefer to do, or have you done short stories? I know you said that you did release a book of poetry, correct? Yes, I, I like to stick to novels, but. I love anything that involves writing. I just love writing in general. So I have written short stories and poetry, novellas and novels, you know, anything to keep writing kind of new so it doesn't feel like an old process every time I come to the computer to start. Yeah. Do you have a preference of, like, which one you prefer or, like, Like, does it matter on, like, the story? Like, no, as far as, like, if you do it as a novel or a novella or, like, poetry, does it really just depend on, like, the story that you want to tell or? Yeah, it usually just depends on whatever story, whatever the content is in the story. Because some stories need to be longer to be told the right way, and some just don't need a lot of words to be told how it should be told. So it just depends on each story. Now, do you have a piece of work that you're most proud of? Published probably my book Rogues or my short story that's called Billy. It was in the Twisted Anthology that was released last year. But I'm also very, very excited about the novel that I'm editing right now. I'm very proud of it. Like, that's really hard to say, too, as a writer. But yeah, I really am proud of that one. <laughs> that's exciting. When, um, when are you aiming for that novel to come out? I'm thinking about trying to get it traditionally published. Otherwise, I'll publish it myself probably next year. That's how much I love it. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I love talking to, like, writers and stuff on these artist spotlights, too, because, like, I I feel like talking to them, you kind of get a sense of, like, how they feel they've grown Mm -hmm. in in writing. And not not even just writers, just... uh, anybody that we've talked to. Like. I feel like especially writers it comes through, though, because it's so... it take, I feel like writing a novel is such a long process, and it's... Um, I feel like it's, it's a, it seems to be a little bit draining because it's, like, constantly... You know, you have this vision of where you want the book to go, and, and it's figuring out the words and the way to express it to make it... to make others understand it. I think that sounds like such a... Like, for me, that I could never do it because I don't even... When I speak, I don't even make sense, <laughs> let alone write, you know? So I, I think it's an amazing talent that you get, that writers have that they're able to express what they're trying to say so fluently. I sing the praises all the time too on this mm-hmm. uh, when I talk to anybody that we talk to on here because like I do not have the ambition to like do anything, <laughs> let alone like write a book or like make a movie. Like um, I think I talked about it when we talked to John Hoover. Yeah. Um, because like his his novels are crazy. Like they're thick. Yeah, <laughs> and like I, I yes. like I do not have the ambition. Like I probably couldn't even write a short story right now if you asked me to. So you can tell though too that writers in general, like whenever we speak with writers, 
all of you guys are like you you're so well spoken too like when you speak it's like so okay like like I get like a little dreamy and daisy <laughs> because you guys just have such a good language and I'm like I say like dang it like four times a day <laughs> like I need I need better what, vocabulary what's really, what's really funny though is I feel like my writing voice is different than my speaking voice I feel like I'm a lot more kind of well spoken in my words than I am when I talk out loud. When I talk out loud, I'm like just throwing out alphabet soup at somebody. There's no telling what's coming. That's me too, girl. I feel you. What would you say has been your biggest obstacle in writing? Like, um, it doesn't even have to be like writing specifically, but would you say like publishing or like. Maybe not coming up with an idea, whatever it may be. What was the hardest thing that you've experienced in writing? Probably my own self-doubt. It's really hard to kind of be objective when you write a book to be like, okay, this is actually good. Because it's really easy to be like, okay, this isn't as good as another book I've read. Never mind. I'm not going to do this. So trying to find a way to not beat myself up when I write a book has really been difficult. But I think I'm starting to get the hang of it. (laughs) Now, do you ever use other writers that you know, like, to bounce your book off of, like, does this sound like, you know what I mean? Like, I remember in English class, they used to make us switch papers and read it from, like, uh, like, read other people's stuff and then say, like, oh, maybe change this or this. Do you do that with other writers? Yes. I have a very close friend that reads all of my work as soon as I'm done with the second draft because I know he'll be absolutely objective with it and he'll tell me the truth even if I don't like it. So I trust his opinion. I always let him read it every time. That's a good friend to have. Plus I have, yeah, it really is. And he doesn't mind reading all my works and I'm like, okay, just take it. Take it from me. You can't beat an objective opinion either because it's like you can't show your mom your work because, you know, moms think everything you do is magic. You know what I mean? Like, you're just amazing, you know? Like, my mom would just tell me what I want to hear. But that's good that you have a friend that's so willing to to be honest and, and not worry about, you know, not saying the right thing. You know what I mean? I'm sure that's a big help for you. It really is. Do you want to tell us about any of your books specifically, like um, maybe the plot line of your latest book or of your last book that you had released without giving too much away, of course. We don't want to ruin it, but maybe like some information about characters or anything like that. Oh, I always suck at these, but <laughs> let's see if I do this. I believe okay. in you. Well the, last... <laughs> well, the last book I published was titled Six Months, and it is about a doctor named Janie Taylor who is kidnapped by a former patient's widowed husband. And he decides that since she gave his wife six months to live, he's going to give her six months to live and make her relive what his wife went through. And there's a bunch of different little twists and turns along the way. I think it's okay. It sounds badass. I was going to say, fuck, that sounds pretty good, actually. Yeah, no, that sounds badass. (laughs) I would definitely read it. I hope it's pretty good. (laughs) We always try to, um, when we have people on, um, we had uh, our friend Sylvester Varzi, which I believe he, he knows you, right? Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know. We he had really- a, he's, he's a sweet guy. We love Sylvester. He's one of our really good friends that we've met through doing this. We always try to read 
prior to having you on, on with you, we didn't have the opportunity because it was like we set it up so quickly. Um, but we definitely want to check out some of your books um, and read them. We actually have, uh, I don't know if you've ever listened to the podcast, but there, we have a uh, co-host named Erica, and she's actually starting a horror book review for our website. I don't know if that's something that you'd be interested in to have her read and review your your book. Um and it'll be Absolutely. published online, which would, uh, we, we're really trying to get into that. So we actually just got all of Sylvester Varzi's books so that we can go through them. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we read yeah. uh, Planet Dead, which we loved, but uh, we're trying to go through all of his books and do mm-hmm. reviews on them. You know, I know that it's like, it's fun for us to do, and it's beneficial for everyone, you know? Yes, really is. <laughs> But um, yeah. we're definitely going to be looking into doing that. Uh, I know Erica said that she's totally game on looking into getting your book so that we can um, look into writing a review for you. I have a question. Um, the quiet one comes <laughs> out. Um, do you have any advice that you would give to anybody who's like new to writing or like thinking about getting into it who might have some ideas? Or maybe is having trouble with writing. Yeah, like any advice that you maybe were given when you started out or like maybe you were just given figured out your, yeah <laughs> well probably the only thing i can really tell anyone is to just keep writing even when it feels like you're not putting out anything worth reading there is an audience out there that will want to read it so just keep writing and you know don't beat yourself up too much about it it gets better <laughs> <laughs> now i have a curious question have you ever, like, gotten so into an idea and then decide all of a sudden, like, nope, never mind, and, like, just tossed it, like, completely, like, was like, nope, forget this. Has that ever happened? Yeah. Yep, last year. <laughs> <laughs> How far were like you into half- it? I was, like, halfway through it. I was, like, uh-huh. 50,000 words into this novel, and then I was like, nope, never mind. <laughs> I'm just not feeling <laughs> it But it's it just anymore. sitting in a file. Do you it's have just any- sitting in a file on my... <laughs> Do you think you'll ever go back to it, or is that idea completely scrubbed? I feel like I might go back to the idea, but it would be changed very drastically because it just wasn't working. Okay. Do you have any, like, um, stories that you've done that you, like, after publishing it, like, had another idea that you wish you added on to it, or, like... Like, I changed I, I mean, I know that you said that your, uh, your next book is kind of like a prequel, uh, sequel to uh, one of your previous. So that obviously would tie into that, but. Mm-hmm. Well, actually with my novel Rogues, after I published it, then I was like, oh my gosh, I should have put this and this and this. And this. So it'll probably get a sequel because there's just too much in my head that I should have added to mm-hmm. that deserves another book. <laughs> That's awesome. But you know what, though? I feel like with, with, with art in general, I feel like artists are the biggest, like, criticize Like, they criticize themselves so much. They're like, oh, mm-hmm. I could have done this. I could have added this. I could have made it better. I could have... Like, I, I don't think it matters the art either. I think regardless of whether you paint, write, make movies, you know, I don't know, do interpretive dance, <laughs> you know, you're always going to find something more for yourself you'll look at somebody else's work and be like "Ooh, that's beautiful but like whenever you're internalizing something you're looking at your own stuff it's always harder to admit when it's really great even if not everything you wanted to put into it is there it's still you know it can still be great without all you know all that yeah 
it's really hard too as a, any type of artist to get to that point to where you're like, okay, I have to take a step back because this, this is actually where it should be. You can keep adding, but it's never going to be exactly what you thought it would be. Exactly. Well, it goes back, uh, back to what you had said earlier too, is um, like when working on something, if it can make you feel a certain way, like it's bound to make someone else feel that exactly. way. Exactly. Yeah. Um, a question yeah. that we like to ask everybody that Let we have Let me ask on... it. Okay, go ahead. Okay, we have one question we ask everyone <laughs> since we are a horror podcast. What is your all-time favorite horror movie or a horror movie that deeply influenced you in your life? Oh, God. <laughs> it, it's hard. You um, can pick more than one if you absolutely feel you must. Well, let's see. I have a top three in horror movies. So we'll allow it. My top... <laughs> Okay, top, my top three horror movies are The Exorcist, The Conjuring, and The Evil Dead reboot was done in 2013. I think that movie is probably what's influenced me the most horror-wise. Cause You'll it get along with Dylan really well. Me... <laughs> I fucking love Evil Dead so much. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm, I could watch the original like every day for the rest of my life, yeah, and I, I don't like think I could get series. sick of it. We really... I, I didn't like the reboot the first time we watched it. But the second time we... we okay, the first time, the, the problem was, was that we went in and we're like, Yeah! Evil Dead! We're big, huge fans! We watch this movie like once a week! <laughs> Woo! And then it went in and it wasn't Evil Dead and we're like, Oh, what was this? And then we went again and we're like, Okay, it's a good movie. It's different. But we have to accept that it's a modern take on it and we gotta shut our mouths, you know? So, like, the second time, it rated feel, a lot higher for us than the I first. Feel like, I feel like the way to accept that Evil Dead is by thinking that it's not actually a remake. It's more of a reboot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's kind of why I liked it so much. I feel like it was what the director and writers wanted to do the first time around when they didn't have the finances. Yeah, they didn't have the budget. And then, yeah, so this was more of what they intended, I think. And then, you know, after the original Evil Dead, they just kind of went with what they had. Yeah. They were like, yeah. you know, this this is what we've got. This is what people like. So let's do this. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing. I yeah. think what I think my biggest problem that I had with the reboot was um, I, I hyped myself up for it so much. Yeah. I literally watched the Red Band trailer for it, like, every day we went to... before, until it came out. And when we went in to see the movie, like, every, like gory part or like scary was part was in, in the, the trailer, trailer yeah. yeah so like i was waiting for something else to happen so i, I, I kind of did it to myself but i think those are good picks though i mean you can't beat the exorcist and uh you need to talk to john hoover <laughs> he is the biggest exorcist fanatic like he's like oh, i'm currently reading one you're reading one of his books yeah i'm currently reading grave walker oh yeah John Hoover's our boy. We love him. Like we're good. We we've become yeah. good friends with him. He's on all the time. But yeah, I definitely recommend anything he's written. He's he's fantastic. And he said that he's like redoing one of his books that's going to be coming out. So he says, don't read Big Red Devil because he's making a better version of it. Well, so I'll have to remember that when I go to buy the rest of them. Yeah, don't get Big Red Devil yet because he's making a better version of it. He said so. That's straight from his mouth. <laughs> So, uh, Christy, where can people find you and the books that you've worked on? Well, you can find my books on Amazon through Amazon or Kindle. Um, I'm working on getting the ebooks sold in different places like iBooks and Google Play. You can find me on social media 
on Instagram, uh, Christy underscore Aldridge. And I have a Facebook page, Christy Aldridge Horror. All right. Well, thanks for coming on and talking to us, Christy. We'd definitely be interested in talking to you again, especially after we get a chance to check out some of your books. Um, and uh, we'll definitely get in touch with you um, at some point because we're going to, like I said, we want to do um, book reviews. So that's definitely something that we'll let you know when we get to the get to doing that. Sounds good to me. And if you ever want to come on, like – a normal episode. Yeah, if you like to review horror, horror movies, you hit us up, girl. We'll get yes. you on an episode and we'll have a fun. Absolutely. See, Sarah's I told been, you we'd be friends. Sierra's been trying to plan like an all-girls episode. Yeah, I'm trying to kick the guys out. It was funny because she planned an all-girls yes. episode for um for Rocky Horror and yeah. Sylvester Barzi and John both were like, we want to be on it. Yeah, they begged me and then Sylvester Barzi got sick. And then John, his we recorded with him, and his audio did not record at all. It yeah. was terrible. <laughs> I felt so bad. But if you want to come on for an episode or an all-girls episode, you're or always... Or both. Yeah. Sounds like a plan to me. All right. See, I told you we'd be friends by the end of it. <laughs> I don't know. You must be a psychic or something. <laughs> yeah, I, I've been working on it. <laughs> All right, Christy, well, we're going to say goodnight, and uh, I hope to hear back from you soon. All right. Bye. Bye. This was a lot of fun. I'm glad. Bye. <laughs>